Hey guys, Future Mark here. Um, it's been a long time in the making, but it's it's finally here. The first official episode of Season 1B. Uh, we're so sorry for the delays. It's just... Uh, I mean, there's no excuses. We're doing the best we can. And we just hope that it's all been worth it. And that these next two episodes that are out right now really feel like it's something worth listening to. So... What else can we say but uh, thank you and we apologize, but more importantly, thank you, but also second importantly, we apologize. (laughs) So, um, thank you. Hey guys, Mark here. Welcome back to Acida Mita, the first official episode of Season 1B, and... I have an amazing guest with me today, someone that I've known for a very long time, and in the past 26 years I've been alive, still just the biggest beacon of sunshine I've ever oh, met man. in my life. And he, it's, <laughs> he's going to constantly say that I'm talking him up or I'm being too kind. Oh, if you know this man who, you know, people listening in might, you can agree with me, this, this man is absolutely amazing. And today <laughs> we have one of my really good friends, Manuel, on, on the episode. Hey. Hey. Hey, thanks for having me. It's no problem at all. Like, this is you're, awesome. <laughs> you're definitely one of the few people I was like really excited to go on because like I haven't seen you and I feel like I really like really, really seen you in like a long time since yeah. we met on campus and everything and Yeah. God man, I just fucking miss you. Dude, I miss you too. <laughs> this is awesome, yeah. I'm like it feels like we just talked about doing this and that was like months ago. Yeah, because I uh you came to my job and mm-hmm. it was probably what maybe around January, February? Yeah, and here we are in September. So September, like, yo, seven months later. Casually, seven months later, and it doesn't feel like anything really happened, you know, because like COVID and everything kind of happened. But like, yeah, I was talking to someone else about it today. It feels like if you refer to things from like, oh, it was a couple months ago, it's like really like six plus however many months you're thinking about. Because it's like, oh yeah. I guess nothing's really happened in the last few months, but it's like... Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of hard, like, you know, because, like, one day everyone's just up and traveling around, going to their jobs, mm-hmm. you know, having Tinder hookups and stuff here and there, and now yeah. it's just, like, just like doing everything's things. shut down. There are still people who don't give a shit, but there are, like, you know, definitely people that are taking a little bit more seriously. Like, for them, it's definitely a lot harder than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's been an experience. It's been... A few months, which is wild. <laughs> it's, it's like I think I don't know about everyone else's experience, but when this first started, I was like, okay, like this seems like it's gonna be like a two week, maybe three week thing. Because yeah. in New Orleans, nothing really gets like things happen everywhere else, but nothing like really happens here. It's like, oh, that happened in that big city or that big city. So when it's like, oh, it might kind of get here. Okay. I think it's just because, like, New Orleans is its own place, like, outside of time anyway, you know? Yeah. It's, like, other places have counties, we have parishes, and right. other places are a little bit more established, where it's, like, yeah, like, you know, liquor stays at home, liquor stays in the restaurant, we're just, like, nah, fuck it, it's cool, to go outside, yeah, take the to go, whatever. Why not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's already, like, in a spot where, you know, it's its its own thing outside of the U.S., you yeah. know? So, like, it just, I get what you're saying, like, you know, something happens here, it's like, oh, it's gonna blow over, but it's like, oh, it well, hasn't, and it's, 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 it, it, it is weird. It yeah, weird. yeah, we're getting through it though, which is good. How's this COVID been affecting your job? Um, so with photography, I had a few shoots like right when this started. So I guess like 
end of March, I had a few things. And with Friend, the brand I work for, like, I kind of, like, got some stuff shot for the store and, like, got it put online. Mm -hmm. And then for the next few months, we were just kind of chilling and just doing online stuff, which was really cool. And, like, I had a few more projects to edit. But then after that, it was kind of, like, just seeing what's going on, just staying safe. Also, like, you didn't, no one knew what was happening. Yeah. (laughs) So it was, like... We, we talk about, like, oh, like, what were you doing? It's like, and I think everyone gets to that point. It's like, oh, I was kind of, like, just, like, we were all hanging out for a second. It's like, why was that? It's like, oh, yeah, because literally you didn't know what direction things were going. So mm-hmm. just really picked up um, back in the swing of things, like, the last few weeks. Yeah. So, like, I guess, like, now that there's, like, a lot more precautions stuff you have to take, like, ha- has that been, like, crazy? Or is it, like... These are already kind of precautions that maybe that you already had in place Luckily, when it comes to doing photography. Cause. Well, with photography, um, obviously, depending on, like, what you're shooting, like, there's already, like, the factor of distance there. Mm-hmm. I think, luckily, I haven't come into contact with anyone that's, like, super, like, one way or the other about distancing. Like, a lot of people are very against the guidelines that are in place like a lot of people very upset yeah in your face very upset very like vocal about that um i haven't i've really everything i've done is like a collaborative effort with someone it's like okay like we both understand where we are and that's in some ways that's a unique experience because some people that are back to work have to do with people that are like why are you doing that like why do i have to do this so i've been blessed yeah and that is lucky because I know like for me like I'm starting to bartend again and uh, really? one thing I'm not looking forward to is just having to shut people down for not wearing a mask yeah oh man and it's like you don't even want to I just I don't even want to put someone in the position of like having to tell me something the worst case scenario would be like maybe I legitimately forget like maybe mm-hmm. I'm like walking and I'm like I don't know it's just like I thought it was on my face and then it's like not it's like oh oh, oh thanks for telling me like I appreciate yeah, that yeah because like it's definitely becoming a thing that's like because like you know it's been like six seven months and stuff this stuff's been going off so yeah you it, it's it's crazy how quickly you can adapt to something just being on your face yeah you know? oh definitely and I can't imagine like people that have to like especially in hospitals like you have to wear it 24 7 yeah it's like I can't a lot of times when I'm talking I realize I, like, look at someone's mouth, like, as they talk to, like, make sure I'm hearing them correctly. So, a mm-hmm. lot of times, I'm just, like, I'm sorry, you have to say, it. like, you just have to like, get used <laughs> yeah. to being, like, I, I have to hear it again, or I have to, like, you have to listen in different ways. Cause it's, it's crazy. I've never really thought about that. Oh, yeah. Because I, I know I'm definitely someone that looks at the eyes. Oh, really? Like, I'm, yeah, that's something I'm always focused on. It's just, because... You know, if someone's, like, looking away from me or something like that, or depending on which direction, like, if someone... I think it's, like, if someone looks to the left or something, like, they're trying to remember something, or someone looks to the right, they're, oh. like, lying about something, because it's, like, they're using a different part of their brain to have to, like, instead of remembering to, like, create opportunities. Okay. I could have those sides mixed up. But, but I know, like, there are associations there are where associations when someone looks like a certain that. way, it's just like, okay, yeah. cool. For me, it's, like, once... Like, I'm, like, okay, I get you're talking to me. But then, like, what are you saying? And, yeah. Like, I was at a restaurant not too long ago, and the guy was definitely talking to me. But I was just like, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I was just, like, looking at him. I was just like, I know you're, I know it's directed at me. I feel like I, it's and a common, you, I feel like you, we said a common so much. Yeah, I was like, dude, I'm yeah. sorry. I just can't. Like, <laughs> I, I need you to say it again. Like, I know you're doing your best. I never, I never would have thought of that, though. Like, to yeah. just... 
kind of like you know because like obviously you're hearing something like that but it's like you know associating like reading lips and stuff and being like oh no cool i'm hearing you say this mm-hmm. so now i'm reading your lips and you're like okay no you're definitely saying this. oh yeah i dude. never i never would have people i've like, realized like, i'm constantly looking at eyes so like to do yeah. that to have that second level of like affirmation i never would have thought to oh, do that and i realized other people do it too because i was telling this older woman i was like yo i really like your sunglasses and i kept i was like this far away from her at the gas station and i kept saying it but she's older and I was like, your sunglasses, I really like your sunglasses. And she's like, and I was like, I really like your sunglasses. And like, I didn't even really project more. She just was like able to like see what I was saying and associate it with like, yeah. oh, that is what you're, hmm. yeah, dude. See, you're, you're like one of the few people I know who could actually do that. I'm, like, I'm so intimidated by just the idea of like saying something to someone. And like, you've always just been someone who just walk up to people and be like, oh, dude, love your shirt. Dude, great shoes. Love your hair, man. And it's like, yeah. and I remember like seeing you do stuff like that. Like when you used to be on campus together, I'm just like, how do you do this? Really? It's so, it's so scary to me. I feel that. I mean, I'm always just like, if I think it, like, why not? Especially if it's something positive, like, why not just tell somebody? Because like, it's like, oh, I like what they're wearing. Like, I'm just gonna like watch. Like, oh, I would love some of that. Like that pair of shoes or like that sort. I'm just gonna like watch them. Like walk past instead of being like oh hey where did you get that like oh well that's really cool like and people tell me that sometimes i'm like oh hey thanks i appreciate it like it's like an appreciated thing and something that people don't think about sometimes it's like you can totally just have a conversation with a stranger maybe it's like from being here Mm -hmm. and i feel like everyone's usually pretty friendly or at least tries to be but people are always like yeah why do you i'm like well what else would you do just like miss the opportunity to like say something and just it could be also just because like i grew up in la you know i grew up on the west coast where it's like yeah everyone's kind of out to get something from you like no one oh really there's not a lot of like really big genuine people out there and like the ones that are it's like a lot of times they're not from la or it's like they've got family and stuff they're like from the south or like from up north or whatever where it's like they may be from the west coast but it's like you know they were raised with this like southern mentality or like just this more open genuine just kind of openness to them you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's like yeah now like people out there like especially like people have been out there for years their fans been out there for years they're just god they're awful <laughs> yeah what part of the west coast so uh born and raised in los angeles well, i was born in inglewood wow. but i grew up in los angeles uh from like third grade on so predominantly la and I'd mostly hang out, like, downtown, uh, hang out in Hollywood and stuff sometimes. And it's, like, you can just see, just, like, going from one county to the next or, like, one city to the next, like, just the way that things shift up. But it's, like, one thing that was always the same is just, like, everyone was always out for themselves. Okay. No one really wow. looked out for anyone else. Have you seen a change in that, you think? like as you got I mean, last time I went to L.A. was in April, and, uh, I mean, no, like, not really. Like, there are definitely, like, people that are, like... There's a lot more communal service efforts going on and stuff from when I grew up there. Yeah. Um, but one thing that, like, I was just like, oh, yeah, no, like, LA's fucked was, um, so the homies population out there is really, really big. You know, they got Skid Row and stuff. I and heard, yeah. it's so big, there are actually, like, homeless communities and stuff that are formed. And one thing they try to do was, like, all right, cool. We have all these people in these really fucked up conditions and these really terrible conditions. Since there's enough of them, we might as well, like, make it, like, its own district and, like, they can vote and have representation and stuff. And really? they, like, I think it was, like, a day or a few days before, like, the voting began, they moved everything online. So it's, like, in order to vote, 
in order to make your voice heard, you had to go online. But these people don't have don't access have, to internet. yeah, they don't have access to this type of stuff. What? So when it came time to like vote for things and stuff, like they had no voice to be heard. Whoa. And when I found out about that, I was like, yeah, no, LA's fucked. LA's awful. Oh my god, <laughs> it's, it's it's so shitty. Yeah, and you think about like the ways thing like people can be left behind in some ways like that. Like there's restaurants even before this time with like trying to cut down on using paper money and uh like exchanging goods between people just because of the virus um a lot of places are going like cashless yeah i noticed it's like, like, oh, like, like what it was a creole creamery you know like they've always been like cash only yeah. and stuff and yeah I, I i think i heard like it was before covid and everything started but like they started doing cards and stuff now and like there yeah. are places yeah that don't even do cash yeah. transactions there's like a restaurant all, in the cbd that like and this was a, I think a year ago that we went and it was like, oh, hey, like card only. I'm like, right there, you're literally just eliminating so many people that, people that have an income that just don't have a card on them, let alone yeah. anyone that doesn't have a debit card or a credit card. Like, they literally just cannot be here. It's like, yeah. what the heck is that, you know? But it's also safer. Like, there's so much danger in having a cash-only business. Like, you know, what if you get robbed or like moving, moving funds? Like, if you're going to the bank or something like that to deposit these things for your business, or it's a lot safer. But you, you are right though. That is something that I feel like some people don't consider. Is just yeah. people who don't have the access to that type of thing, or people that don't to... have bank accounts, or people that like kind of just live paycheck to paycheck and like you know they don't have that direct deposit option stuff and they have right. paper checks and it Seriously. takes a really long time for them to get so they have to like do money orders and stuff like it's yeah there is a lot of lot of things with that especially like you know in lower income communities and stuff like that we don't really think about and those are the ones a lot of times that are cash only because they understand yeah the demographic understand what's going who on. they're serving yeah mm-hmm. and sometimes when it's like like to accept cash is one thing but to like prohibit use of cash it's yeah. like okay so you already have like your you already might have an idea of who you want to be serving but like right there you like eliminate such a group of people which is just wild yeah. but like you know it's it's also like for the safety of things so it's like yeah it, it just becomes one of those like lesser to evil situations where it's like do I do what's safer for me my employees and other people around because it's like yeah. what if someone does come in who has COVID and gives pays with a twenty, Definitely, yeah. and then now that is infecting all the other money. The way until, those and then now I'm giving someone change. I give them that twenty. That's going to spread out. So it's like, yeah, you really have to think about yeah. it. So it's like I you know I'm making it inconvenient for a few people that might come in, some regulars, but I could be saving the lives of everyone else that they probably come. In and you just with. don't know, like yeah. And it's crazy. It's it's all just a gambling game at this point. Yeah. No one really knows. So that's you know six degrees of separation shit going on right now. For it's real, ridiculous. actually, yeah. six feet of separation. <laughs> Get it? <Yeah. laughs> um, so like you you were born in New Orleans, right? You grew up yes. here all your life. So I am from uptown. Uh, my family lived in Mid City for the years before Hurricane Katrina, mm-hmm. and then my family was always the rest of our family was always uptown. My school was uptown. Um, so after Katrina, we moved to be closer to family, closer to school. And how, did, how did Katrina affect where you lived, like that area for you? So, um, mid-city, we luckily, I mean, we lost our garage. Um, so it was like a bunch of like old things that like my heirlooms that my parents had, like from when they were married, stuff like that. But I remember that, sa- what was it, Saturday or Sunday, before Hurricane Katrina hit Monday, 
I had like picked out my clothes for school. Like I picked out this t-shirt and these shorts to wear. And I was like, wait, we're like going to be leaving the house. Like this is a serious thing. Because before that, people really didn't evacuate ever. It was just kind of like, oh, you know, it like always passes by. And so we actually had to leave the house but stay in the city because my parents both worked for the state. So we were at a hotel on uh, Canal Street like for the entire week. And when we came back to my house in November... Um, my shirt and my shorts were still hanging just where I left them, like ready that's, to wear. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So we were really, and I still have that T-shirt in my drawer. So like we were really blessed. Um, I had a lot of friends that completely lost everything, you know. So we made it out pretty well. Um, all of our family. We were in Baton Rouge for a little bit, and then my school came back in January of two thousand six. So my dad, my brother, and I moved back. My mom stayed in Baton Rouge mm-hmm. until like a year later. Her job came back to New Orleans. And we've just been here ever since. Stayed here for Loyola University mm-hmm. for undergrad. And then stayed here to like be a young adult and like so live here after that. Build credit and shit. And like, yeah. And like do all the, the cool young adult <laughs> things in New Orleans. Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned that like, you know, you guys were very fortunate and stuff like that. But you knew friends that lost a lot of things how did that make you feel like being like for the lack of like a better phrase or whatever like you know the lucky one yeah you know that like, was really because you were how interesting old when, when Katrina i was 12 so yeah. it was like i guess you didn't fully everyone felt like they'd lost something because mm-hmm. like that time was so like traumatic for everyone no matter what you went through so it's like you didn't really realize that some people lost everything until it came up. And so I'd be like, oh, man, yeah, like I really didn't. And it really once social media became such a big thing, like when you would think of like Instagram and like throwback Thursdays and like, oh, like I can go through like an album. Like, let me like, take a picture of this like random child photo of mine and like post it. And like some people couldn't do that. And it's like they're... I couldn't even imagine like having all of my photos like washed away. Some people took things with them, but then some people were just in areas where you just didn't know until Katrina how different areas were. Like one block could be like dry, two blocks over, it could be like up to someone's ceiling. And so we didn't get that as kids until yeah. way later, definitely in high school, when we were just like talking about it. We we're like, oh wow, like we had very different experiences, even though we felt the same way you know yeah it was hard um i still have friends now that are like this and it's not displaced but literally once hurricane katrina happened and people lost things like they moved to different cities and like i have friends that are still where they evacuated to because like that's just where their family like made their new life and Mm -hmm. that's where they chose to make their young adult lives you know so it's kind of it's shaking it up in ways that I feel like a lot of us don't even fully get mm-hmm. until you're like, oh yeah, like they went to school with us until when? Oh, until Katrina. And like now, and they evacuated to where? Yeah, they're still there. Oh, cool. You know, is Katrina something that like your family and you like talk about or like reminisce on at times? Or because I know like there are you know like oh it's the. 10 year anniversary or whatever five year anniversary stuff like there are definitely like quantifiable moments where it's like oh it's been five years since 10 years to this or whatever Mm -hmm. 
But like, is it something casually that just comes up sometimes for you guys? It is something casual that comes up. And I realized that, I guess, when I got to college, because a lot of times we'll reminisce just on things that happened in life. And a lot of commonly it's like, oh, that was before Katrina, or I haven't done this since before Katrina. And so you'll be saying that with someone that's from New Orleans that has experienced it, and you'll be with a young adult friend that did not experience it, and like, you'll, oh, man, I haven't done that since Katrina. And like, people will just be like, oh my gosh, I'm so like, it's like, that's literally just how we've kind of, especially because we were at a time where we're like, you're going from like feeling like a kid to going into like high school. So it was kind of a very formative line for a lot of us mm-hmm. so it's like yeah you're reaching that like strong adolescent period yeah so it's like oh since man i haven't done that since katrina and people are like oh my god i'm so sorry it's like no that's just literally how we kind of tell time because things change so much for us not just in a new orleans viewpoint but also just like as a growing up yeah kind of thing yeah and i wonder like how that is like comparatively like because like you know for new orleans they have katrina and like new york they had 9-11 and yeah. like that's something i i I used to think about at times where it's like when I moved here and it's like I had friends like in New York and like you know I met you and other people that were like born and raised here and stuff yeah. so it's like I, of course it'd be like a weird almost traumatic conversation probably but it's like I would like to hear the difference between like hearing someone talk about you know who grew up here and so like yeah like this is what it was like for Katrina it's like I lost everything like I knew people lost everything and it's just like yeah like yeah, I was like in fifth grade or whatever when nine eleven happened, and it's like you know my aunt worked at this building or whatever, yeah. Spy by and stuff. And it's like, right? There's a, I want to, I don't know. It's just like there are two very different things. Like one is a natural occurrence, one is just like yeah. a terrorist thing that happened. But it's like they're both strong instances of something that happened. Like for a lot of people in my generation, like early mm-hmm. on in life, and like it's, I, I think it'd just be really interesting to hear how different people like maybe coped with certain things and yeah maybe that's an episode we can work on at some point like when we get a little bit more stuff on us we get more mics and stuff okay. and we can have people come in and talk yeah. about that but i don't know i was just like do you do you know people who like, i do you met people in college like were around during 9-11 yes yeah, like, so i have met maybe have compared about before in, in fourth grade like i was in fourth grade when that happened and i had friends that whose parents were like traveling on business like to new york or had been in new york that week or we're like coming back that day so i don't and it's interesting because everyone might not have like a hurricane katrina story like if you weren't in this region or connected to it you might not have really known it was happening until especially if we were that young. yeah because i didn't know anything about it until yeah. i moved here for college oh wow. I had no, yeah like like i said because that was you said uh that was what 2005 yeah yeah I didn't really learn anything about Katrina until, like, I got accepted and, like, came down to visit and everything. Like, wow. my family was talking about it because, like, I've got family in, like, Ohio and stuff, and we've got family in Georgia. They were mm-hmm. just talking about Katrina kind of, like, openly, and I was just like, oh, like, what's that? And they kind of explained to me. This was, like, I was, like, 17 or 18 when I learned Whoa. about that, you know? And I'm just like, oh, okay. I never really knew how Very crazy different. it hurt me. Like, <laughs> You know, I've got family, like, in Chicago and stuff, so I knew about tornadoes and stuff. Yeah. I grew up in L.A., I knew about earthquakes, but, like, I never experienced that. or, like, couldn't, in my mind, think of how crazy a hurricane could just fuck up someone's yeah. entire life. Dude. Yeah, and it's, like, so with that, it's, like, okay, so some people, like, don't have a a frame of reference for that. Like, you didn't know about it until you were a teenager, but for... Pretty much an adult at that point. Yeah, right? But for 9-11, like everyone kind of has their 
their memory and their experience of it. And like, it kind of felt like to some, obviously some lost way, way more than we could, I could ever imagine. Yeah, I just started, I pretty much just started second grade when 9-11 happened. Yeah, and I was just starting fourth. Yeah. And it was like, every you just didn't know what was happening, but you knew something was happening. But Katrina's kind of like, if you were here, you were here. And like now, you kind of take that with you and you share it with others. But kind of as a country, we experienced yeah. that together, you know. And Even I, and, though you didn't know what it was. And, and for me, like, that's the big difference between like 9-11 and Katrina was like, Katrina was a just really fucked up situation that was very regional and stayed regional. Yeah. Whereas 9-11 was a regional thing that happened, but it was an attack and an affront on just the entire country as a whole. Right. And, you know, you've got four years in between these really fucked up things happening, and it's like... Yeah. And, you know, Katrina was handled very poorly with FEMA and everything. Like, that was a, that was a fucked up thing. Right. And, like, you know, that's a whole other conversation, a whole other debate for another time, but it's like... I, I, I feel like I would just be very confused and just knowing that like you know new york had this really intense thing that happened and everyone was willing to like come forth and help out and do their part mm-hmm. and then because something happened that was a natural disaster it seemed like no one really came and no one really helped out and like you were just stuck in a situation where you as a community or you as like you know this own culture had to help each other because you couldn't get the same help that you probably would have expected after four years ago, this crazy shit. Yeah, and it's kind of, it doesn't feel like those were just four years apart. Yeah. But they definitely were. I think Katrina, at least before that, I had never really heard of any, and you know, also it could just be like, just like you hadn't heard of Katrina until you were older. Up until that point, I hadn't heard of any natural disaster of such a magnitude in this country. And, like, where it was just kind of, like, in my mind, it was just kind of, like, well, yeah, like, I've never seen this happen. Like, what would you do right now? Like, how would you fix this? Like, who are you supposed to call on and, like, rely on, you yeah. know? Just, like, fu- like fundraise and just, like, everyone build <laughs> things back. Do we do back. a GoFundMe? Like, how do yeah, we? Yeah, it was just, yeah. like, do we just, like, all, like, raise money and, like, just, like, build stuff back? You didn't even think of, like, the government structures that have to have a role in things and like what needs to happen first and how displaced people were because we didn't even have social media to even know like how bad things were around us you just like knew like hey i'm not where i used to be (laughs) and we can't go home for (laughs) like a certain amount of time yeah and kind of building on top of that too it's just like i just to be a young person in that, like, you know, you were lucky, but, like, let's say that you weren't, you know? Like, yeah. you were 12 years old, and it's, like, you're constantly asking your parents, like, hey, when are they going to come help us and stuff? I feel like that would make someone just so cynical to the world. Just, you know, like, hey, we're in trouble. People are coming, right? People are going to come help us. Like, yeah. are they, you know, when are they coming? When are they coming? And then, like, days go by, weeks go by, maybe a month or so goes by. Yeah. I feel like that would really, like, fuck a kid up really but bad, also, you know? we, I mean, it goes back to we had a trying experience staying here in New Orleans that whole week. So we were in this hotel for that Sunday. Sunday night was great. Um, the VMAs were on. We were having pizza, <laughs> chilling. 
Uh, I love how much you can like kind of recall about this too. Oh, it was like, awesome. Yeah. Kanye and uh, Jamie Foxx performed uh, on the VMAs. It's like, whoa, we're awesome. Like we're like staying in a hotel. <laughs> Everything's awesome. And then Monday, it's like, oh, that hurricane is actually like hitting. And I think we lost power that Monday. And so like Tuesday, it's like, okay, like kind of weird. When do we like leave? We brought like only so much food for so much time. Mm-hmm. And I think by like Wednesday, you were just like, what's gonna like what's happening here we're just like still here is the storm passing like the water is like getting higher but it's not raining anymore you're like what's going on so for that whole week we were just like what does this mean but our getting out of new orleans experience was better than it could have been like we got rescued from the hotel um we got brought to the superdome um and we had to stay there for uh pretty much the whole day kind of like getting through a line like people had their had to leave their pets because like they didn't know like if pets had been through like hurricane katrina water they didn't know like yeah cause I what know, that like, meant after katrina like the whole like feral cat population got really big and it's oh, like when you're going sure, across dude. like for anyone who probably hasn't visited there's stray cats every fucking where yeah and a lot of that like they're just like you know, multi generations of cats that were just left out just like and here. just got you know displaced because oh, you know they're family dude, the there were so many different kinds of pets on that landing to like get to dry ground to go to the airport, and so we had our dog with us, and like there was like a cute little puppy that like my aunt was like, oh my god, like this puppy's just here, like we should like take this puppy with us. And we didn't get until we got to the front of the line. They were like, hey, so they've been like making people leave their pets because like you can't like we don't know what's in this water you can't bring them with you we emptied out my duffel bag and we're like putting my dog in the bag and like every, my dad was crying we we're all crying like yo there's no way we would have to like leave our dog and they saw us doing that and it was toward the end of the day that they let us bring our dog that's, with us that's so fucking lovely yeah so like so many times we like actually dodged what could have been a way worse experience or way yeah. more than Jesus. we could have imagined. And then we got to the airport and we were there all day trying to get like a flight out of New Orleans. And then a man came up to my dad and was like, hey, look, I have a bus here. Like, I will take your family like wherever you guys want to go. And we got on the bus and like got out of New Orleans while other people were still standing there and had been standing there with us all day. So it could have been, it could have been worse. You yeah, know? you guys had a lot of amazing just moments. Like, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, no, when you you say blessed, like, you guys were, like, fucking hell, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and so you have to, anything like that, like, we have to, like, look at it in a lens, like, hey, we got through that experience together Mm -hmm. with more than a lot of people got through it with, and there we go, and we just build from there and continue, I guess, just kind of know that we're, we could be doing worse, you know? I mean, dude, no wonder you have such a positive outlook. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> oh, man. no, you guys, like you said, like, it could have been so much worse. And yeah. it's so amazing. Like, I I, don't know, I just can't imagine, like, constantly fearing the worst and just, you know, constantly going through these intense situations and stuff. And yeah. just, to, just to know that life hands you, like, gives you a bone and it's just like, all right, cool. 
Like, I don't have to worry about it. this for right now. Let's do it together. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys ever have anything like that in LA? Like, did you ever experience like an earthquake or anything? I mean, like the last big earthquake really, uh, like growing up for me, like while I was like staying in LA and stuff like that was like the San Andreas thing. That was like in like the nineties, you know? Wait, so like the like, movie San Andreas? The San Andreas Falls, yeah, the earthquake thing. I think that was in like... So the movie like what The Rock is in, yeah. like that movie that's based on actual... Yeah earthquake yeah was it well, constantly, wasn't that know, bad things are definitely exaggerated always <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs> exaggerated but it's like no nah, dude there was like a fuck ton of damage dude like a lot of people did die like it wow no earth and that's a, that's the thing about like you know when you have like tornadoes and hurricane stuff when you have, you know there's always a warning of things that are going to happen tsunamis mm-hmm. always a warning yeah and i think that's the scariest thing about earthquakes is like there's never a warning the only warning you'll really get is with like the aftershock but like even then, like there's it's like already it's started. never it's never completely guaranteed. Wow, you know? and yeah, because like you know that. you could you could be you know working in your office one day on like the thirtieth fucking floor, and then the entire building starts shaking. Depending on the severity of it, depending on the magnitude, the entire building can crash down, and there's nothing you can do about it. And then the worst part about that, you know, depending on when the aftershock can come, you're sitting there waiting. Like let's say like you're a kid. And you're like, you know, kind of like you were. Let's say, like, roles were reversed. You know, you're living in L.A. Yeah. Uh, fucking nine-point magnitude earthquake happens. Your dad's working the 30th floor. Building comes down. He's dead. And the worst thing, you could be waiting days, weeks, maybe even months sometimes for that aftershock to come, not knowing if it's going to be just as bad, if it's lighter, if it could be worse. Oh my gosh! And it's like I've already lost my dad. It's like, what's next? I could lose my mom. I could lose this. And it's like, you've experienced an, an earthquake. They were all light for me, for the most part. And like, I don't know. Like, I'm a heavy sleeper. I slept through a lot of them. But like, there have been maybe three or four earthquakes that have happened where I'll be like in school, or I'll just be at home by myself, kind of freaking out, or the, the the house just starts shaking a little bit. Never intensely, but it's like, all right, cool. I can't be under this. Like, we had a skylight in my room and stuff like that. So it's like, I can't be under the skylight because the glass would come down and, like, fuck me up. So it's like, I got to stand in the threshold of, like, this doorway because that's a sturdier part of the house. Okay, yeah, I heard that. You know? And it does kind of, it, it is a little scary. And like I said, like, you know, you don't have that forewarning of something happening. And that's what's most terrifying. Yeah, that's a and whole different story. Like I said, the aftershock, too, is like, so you've got these two waves of fear happening where it's like, this could get worse. Yeah. And all right, cool. Now it's over, but it could be worse again. It could be worse. And that's 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 the thing that makes it so scary is just never knowing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because wow. like I, I I you know like kind of in in this hypothetical situation, I couldn't imagine losing my dad and then constantly having to wait for that second sh- you know round of shakes to happen. Yeah. And wondering if I'm going to be the next one to die, if my mom's the next one to die, yeah. if my brother or sister could be the next one to die because they could be at school when that happens. Mm-hmm. They could be somewhere. I could be somewhere it's where well, I can't run and hide and be in a safe place yeah. and the ground could open up and next thing I know I'm dead. Yeah. And I can't... So, I was talking about this not too long ago, but it's like every region has its like... Oh, yeah. It's weather things that are like out of control. I really can't imagine... <laughs> earthquakes because you bring up a good point like you don't know when they're like ha- it's kind of like it just yeah. happens but like snowstorms and like all that i'm just like snowstorms do fleet so i love i love the snow but a lot of it has to do with the fact that like every new year my dad and i would go up to like 
the mountains, go to the Big Bear and stuff like that. And like, we had the option to leave. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, like, yeah. we had the option to be like, all right, cool. We're done with this right now. We're fine. Yeah, we're, we're, going, we're, going, we're going back to the sunshine and heading over to uh, the marine. I love stuff. snow. So yeah. people are always like, oh yeah, like, but once you're like, oh, I yeah. still have to go to class. Or yeah, but it's like, it's I, like I, I've never had to shovel out a driveway so that I could go two blocks to a grocery store. You yeah. know what I mean? Or like, I've never had an issue where it's like, the snow and winds were so bad that there is a pile, like, three, four, five feet high, and I can't even get out of my home. I can't even open my door. Because if I open the door, depending on how solid the snow is, it could just be a wall of snow right there. Or if I open the door, that's going to come inside, and now we've got this, like, fucking 30 below air entering our home. Yeah. And we can't close it. Like, Dude, think about that. Yeah. It's crazy, you know? Dude, everyone's different. And then everyone, similarly, everyone, like, just deals with it. it like, yeah. has to just... Yeah do it yeah <laughs> it's like you're just like this is where i am it's like that's kind of how we all have to be like just like living on earth it's like you have to roll with it it's... and i think that's like one thing for me that like you know i never thought about this with like katrina that way but it's like you know every hurricane and stuff that's like happened afterwards where it's just like you know i've had all this time to plan about all time to think things through and stuff and i'm just like oh no it's cool uh storms dropping down like a week. All right, well, I got this time to plan. I can get all the food I need. I can do all yeah. this stuff. I can prepare. I've got money saved up just in just case. Like things. Yeah, you know, I yeah. can plan things out. And I think that's why for me, like, hurricanes and stuff never seemed like such a big deal to me. And, like, I've had people, like, family members and stuff and friends who know that I live here now who, like, worry about me. And they're like, oh, oh yeah. hey, there's stuff going down. No, it's fine. It's cool. Like, we got the tail end of something. We're just getting rain and wind. Like, it's nothing that crazy. Yeah. But... I get where they're coming from because, like, they maybe have not dealt with a hurricane situation. Now that they have this connection to this region where and they Katrina may be the only thing they know about. Right. So it's like every situation can seem like it's the end of the fucking world. Oh, yeah. I had so many friends that are living here that are from other places that even, like, recently with mm -hmm. the hurricane were just like, man, so many family members were, like, calling and texting me. And, like, I guess just especially because there were two happening and like how people were like whoa like, oh that's no like, there was definitely like that was like the biggest <laughs> brazzers moment we had in a while where it's yeah. like you've got these two dicks coming to fuck <laughs> new orleans you know it's, it's just like it's like, just about whoa. to happen yeah <laughs> like it was pretty crazy it's like how that hasn't happened since what now we were like and we were super 100 lucky. years or something like that yeah because like you know it texas got more fuck than we did Definitely. A lot of that. Yeah. And like the whole even, like, south. Yeah, and even like the second region. one like kind of just kinda of grazed over us. And we pretty much got nothing but wind and really not yeah, that much here rain. In New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. But then other parts of Louisiana, it's also a completely different experience. Yeah, it was like the south I think it was like was it south of Houston or south of San Antonio or something like that? Yeah. So or it's just, like they were like, talking yeah, about just the edge of Louisiana. Yeah, it's like they were talking about like much. they were getting twenty feet of water. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. And like that could have been us. Yeah, you think about very that, easily, you know? dude. And like you know, you're here in my place right now. It's so, like you know, like I'm we're a little bit off the yeah. ground and stuff like that. The but like, yeah. yeah, it's like you know, I can't even imagine just twenty feet of water where we are right now, and how that would have affected us. You know, and it's also like being like it's literally it can be a block by block mm -hmm. situation, yeah. which is so where it's like you know we could get because we're uh, in kind of a it's not like a heavy like flood risk kind of thing but we yeah. definitely are a flood risk area 
But it's like, you know, we could have seen all those 20 feet. And, like you know, like you were saying, two blocks over, they could have seen maybe 10 feet of those 20 yeah, feet. Right, yeah, right. Like, it's, it's, it's all this perspective you got to throw on type of shit, and you're just like, damn, like... Think about it. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, <laughs> so we're uh, actually kind of closing off on the the first half of this. Okay. Um, so th- th- definitely, definitely one thing. Well, we got these last like six, seven minutes. Uh-huh. Um, you so far have talked about like this, just talking like Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Like you've had some crazy shit happen, dude. Yeah. How how how? What is what is this this <laughs> sh- like this smile, dude? Like how this smile? Like, what where is the it? fuck? If you, if you can if you can just give us a sneak peek on you know before we start the second half, where no, where does it come from? You know what what is this? Because it, it, it is a superpower from? to me that I do not understand. Dude, well that's very sweet of you to say. It's also really important to like everyone definitely has like their like emotions where it's like you're yeah. sad or you're happy or so it's definitely it happens for sure. Um it's just Luckily, I guess I have a very good support system of friends and family that talk to me and like check in on me and I check in on them. And also a lot of times like you don't always talk to people, you know, and like some people don't realize like that they like need a support system, need to talk, need to like be with people need to have those interactions need to like check in because if you like just kind of don't like that's where a lot of like not being as positive can come from and like definitely everyone has those moments for sure like I don't know, never, yeah I definitely everyone's got a day where they definitely wake up Woo. on the wrong side of the bed and they just want to yeah toss hands at anybody that comes out yeah I know. I it's just it. like i think luckily a lot of my friends are always like, you know, and I've had, and a lot of it comes from, I've had the same network of really close friends yeah. my entire life. So I just was with my three best friends just before this, and literally I've known them. They were them. the one keeping you away from I've them? I've known them. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So it went a you little longer than it was supposed to go. Assholes. Um, <laughs> but they, I, they've been my best friends since kindergarten. Fuck, dude. It's like to have friends like that for like 20 years, like that also that contributes to just like feeling like you have a foundation of like people to check in on you. And like my family is like very close and like I want to make sure everyone else is okay. And like that makes me feel like, hey, like we're all like getting through things together. And like, yeah, because my oldest friend goes back 10 years. Yeah. And it's pretty far too. It yeah. is. It is. She's absolutely amazing. Like uh, I was homeless for a while, and her and her family took me in and helped give me that support system. And wow. and honestly, I owe so much of what I am and so much of what I have to them. Oh. And I, you know, we don't always talk all the time, but like it's one of those like friendships where it's like you know you can not talk to someone for like years at a time and you pop back in it's like you guys never stop talking yeah you know? just that's how it is man yeah and like we check each other all the time like um i always write her these like 
novels for her birthday just constantly just like telling her like I'm so proud of how much she's grown as a person and I thank her all the time and I'm just very proud to be a part of her life and just see everything that she's done and uh, oh man you are so great at just sharing how you feel about people <laughs> no really I, good. I mean because the thing is like I'm kind of like with you in that kind of point where it's like you know I am not afraid to admit to someone like how much they mean to me and the only difference between you and I or it's like you're not afraid to compliment and be just open to people that you just don't know <laughs> yeah. and for me it's just like you know I'm completely different where it's like you know I'm a lot more closed off and I'm willing to you know tell people how much they mean to me and Once how you much to know like, them yeah yeah because it's like you know I'm always very thankful of you know the relationships I've built who you know the people that have helped me become the person I am the people who have helped me just you know feel so fortunate to have what I have mm -hmm. but it's like I sometimes I wish I could be where you are and it's like just you know throw out a little nugget of just like hey great shoes I love those sunglasses oh. it's like and I'm just not there yet I want to know that maybe one day I will be but like I just mm -hmm. Being so vulnerable to someone without alcohol <laughs> that I do not know, okay. like that, it's terrifying to me. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe in the second half, we can probably, I can get a little bit of advice and learn a little bit from you. Dude. And maybe, maybe we'll see. Let's look at it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, we're going to take a break right now. Is there anything you want to say before we hop off? Um, you look great tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and we will see you guys in the second half of the episode. Hey guys, Future Mark here. Just uh, wanting to pop in and just say thank you for everyone and all their patience and everything that's been happening lately. Just the lack of information popping out and just the continued support regardless of that. It's been amazing. And uh, just thank you. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode and everything we've got to come out and uh you know what what else do you say but thank you so um thank you hey guys welcome back to part two your host mark back here and i'm back with manuel who hey. luckily hasn't run out on me yet i guess <laughs> i don't know like i feel like my my dreary disposition hasn't cut him off so no good come on i'm great yeah cool um i want to hop back in immediately because like what the Fuck, dude. Like, you, like I said, you were still... People listening in has heard the first part of this and just know, like, dude, going through Katrina and all that shit that went down, like... Yeah. Dude. A smile oh. has, I feel like, never leaves your face. Like, Thanks, man. <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta let, for the rest of us, like, cynics know, like, how do you... How do you keep this going, man? Uh, you know what? And I think my friend, like, my friends and family will say this, too. Like, I have some really like great things can happen but also some really not so great things and so it's kind of knowing that you know i have been blessed enough to have so many great experience and great like just by luck or just good things happen so that when bad things happen it's kind of like you just have to know like the universe has told you before like good things can happen as well yeah so it's like i literally just am like i know bad things happen i know it could be worse 
I know I'm fortunate to have the experience, even though sometimes it doesn't definitely doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Like I'm like I know I'm fortunate to have the experience I've had, and if I am just like positive and keep that faith, then you know we'll get through it and be that person for others, just like they are for me. And just like you are for me, like let's like not <laughs> fuck you, not, not get past that. Just like you are to me, and hopefully, like you know, we'll all get through whatever we're going through. You know, yeah. So like, okay. So in the first part, like you know, you, you constantly were mentioning that you feel blessed, and you mentioned faith just now. Like, do you feel like religion has to be a big part of like what's going on with you? Or I think def- definitely religion is there. Okay. Just like I was definitely. Uh, very involved in church growing up mm-hmm. and um that has always been a part of just like my family's dynamic and how we get through things and how we um like look at our experiences and know that something out there like has blessed us with what we've been able to do and what we've been fortunate enough not to experience yeah and so also my family like my grandparents were always just so calm so positive such good people that i'm like i kind of make sure like i carry that with me in some way and like sometimes it won't feel like that but then you just kind of have to keep reminding yourself that things do get better and like there are people that believe in you like you believe in me and like i believe in you like your family like you know it's just like you have to like stay that person like and hopefully like everything works out so i guess like okay so like i guess building on that like do you ever for someone like me that just sounds like so much fucking pressure do you do you ever feel like sometimes you become weaker you buckle under the weight of these expectations Uh, for you definitely sometimes yeah i mean i try not to Every luckily everyone knows that everyone's a human being and yeah. like has highs and lows and things in between. So I definitely aspire to be this person for everyone around me and I know that I have people around me that do the same. But also we're all just knowing that, you know, there are tough times. You know, right now like everyone is experiencing some very tough times and like yeah. In, like in just different ways it's like just being patient with others being patient with yourselves even when someone might be like acting out like just knowing that like you know you don't know that person's experience like you don't no, know empathy with their empathy is so key yeah. yeah it's like you just don't know others experience you like you can only control really what you can control and then just yeah. hope for the best with everything else because you have to no, and that's that's one thing I've always said, um, and I feel like I don't want to have kids, but life always, you know. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, like you know, um, I always say that like you know, one thing I'm gonna teach my kids, whether I have them myself or adopt or whatever, the biggest thing is you know, same thing with like the way I go about like having a pet and everything like that. You know, it's like you can always trust that your dog or your kid or your cat or whatever will understand right and wrong in a certain situation. You know, you can train a dog to understand to not 
chase a car at a certain point. Mm-hmm. There are going to be instincts that it's going to have. You know, there are instincts that a kid's going to have where if someone disrespects your kid, you know, your kid might want to retaliate in some way. But the biggest thing is it says more about you on how you react mm-hmm. to a certain situation than it does for someone. You know, because it's like people can clearly see that someone is being out of line, that someone's being a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of times it says more about you and people are going to judge you based on how you respond to certain situations. Yeah. You know, where it's like, if someone got up in your face and like started cursing you out, yeah, that person clearly being an asshole. And everyone's going to know that person being an asshole. Right, yeah. But if you curse them out, if you punch them in the face, if you do something like that, <sighs> then it's clearly going to show off to you that like, you probably don't have any self-control that maybe you're, you could be irate or that you as a person have a very low boiling point where anything can set you off, you know? Yeah, right. And like I said, it always says more about you than it does about them because that person is always going to be wrong. And then that's the way I go about living my life and I feel like that's the way to go about raising my kids where it's like, you know, you know you better than anyone else will ever know you. And everyone is going to have an expectation on you based on presupposition they have based on the color of your skin, Mm -hmm. based on how you choose to identify gender sexually whatever people are always going to have these presuppositions about you it's inherent it's something we're all going to have yeah because from an evolutionary standpoint it's how we survived yeah and how you just you interpret the world by people naturally try to interpret the world by like like qualifying things and like this is like this this is how i've experienced before so that means this and like this means another thing. and that's why things like gender norms and stuff are so hard to break through because it's like it's an evolutionary standpoint where it's like we've had these things instilled in us and just naturally have these kind of ideas instilled in us. Yeah. And, like, that's just how we survived for millions of years. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people's expectations of you don't have to define you. You know, you define you and you define who you are to yourself and towards other people. And, like, you know, that's just how I... Like I said, I choose to live my life. That's how I choose to... If I have kids, to raise my kids where... There are going to be a lot of things put forth in front of you, but how you handle those situations are the most important aspects, the most important factors yeah. in that entire situation. Definitely. But for me, you know, I'm huh. very nervous and I'm very shy, so it's like... Which is so surprising, because I everyone thinks remember... Like, everyone thinks I'm so outgoing. Dude, you are. So <laughs> it's very interesting to hear how you see others, because... I remember, like, you had a party at your house in I college. Never, I never had parties. My roommates, so your roommates always that's had so parties. That's so true. So Sam, <laughs> never had Sam parties. definitely had a party at your house. And you, you the next morning, I think I remember I, like, I slept there. The next morning, you're like, what you do you breakfast. want for breakfast? I made you breakfast. And I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, how do you how do you like your eggs? I'm like, <laughs> huh? I'm like, it was like... Because in college, you're so used to, like, oh, if you, like, stayed at a friend's house, oh, like, you just stayed, you know, you might you might go get breakfast the next day, but it's like, oh, yeah, dude, like, let me cook for you. I'm like, hey, okay, so, yeah. okay, so part of the reason for that, too, also, is just because, like, I checked up on you, like, there was someone passed out in my bed and stuff, uh-huh. and, like, you were staying on, like, the futon and, like, my other mm-hmm. roommate's room and stuff like that, Yeah, and I checked up on you, and I was like, I'm just gonna lie down here. And like you cuddled up with me, like you <laughs> you, big, yeah, yeah, yeah. you you big spoons me, 
And like, I felt <laughs> you really is all becoming clear. And I felt so comfortable and so safe. Oh, but, like I woke up the next morning. I was like, I'm gonna make you breakfast. Like, yo, like it's like, oh. was, like that's what that's happened. So I was, sweet. I was like, yo, dude, like. <laughs> You know, wow. I, was like, I was like, hey, man, what's up? What do you want for breakfast? Like, I'm making some eggs. How do you like your eggs? Wow, that's so <laughs> funny. But no, like, yeah. the thing is, like, you know, I was going to make anything anyway. Like, I was going to offer you, but it's like, it was just, like, it was weird. Like, like in that moment, like, yeah. I felt very safe and comfortable with you. I was like, at least yeah. I could do. It's like, he made me feel good about this. He made me feel good about myself. I can make him breakfast. Oh, my it's gosh. Totally well, I woke up just being like, wow, this is so <laughs> nice. Like, what? like, I've never slept over at somebody's house, like, in college. It's like, oh, look, let me make you breakfast. How do you like your eggs? I was like, Dude, this is so sweet. And I feel like, to some degree, like, not that exact situation, but I feel like you're like that with everyone that I see you encounter and, like, you want to help them and no, nurture I, and them. And the thing is, like, I've got a very maternal instinct about me. Yeah. And, um... Like, you know, we, uh, we are, my, my roommate had a show last night and like we all came back and stuff and we had like a kind of a heart to heart moment and everything. Mm -hmm. And, so, and I, I definitely have a very strong maternal aspect of myself and it's like, I want to always see the good in my friends and it's like, it's very hard for me sometimes to see someone make mistakes and not be vocal about it or not want to say something because okay. I know that this person has so much more potential than this or it's like yes as a parent you know you have to let your kids make mistakes mm -hmm. because that's how they grow and learn as a person but in seeing them constantly make the same mistakes or seeing them choose to do things that they know are bad for them or choose to just kind of ignore outside criticism because maybe they may not want to accept these aspects about themselves or may not want to believe that they are this way the way that people see them and yeah. stuff it's like it's very hard for me <laughs> yeah i'm sure because you know like i said i've always want to see the good in people and my dad and i had a conversation about this when i told him i was starting the podcast and everything and telling him what i wanted to do it's just like you know i feel like everyone has a voice everyone has a story and i want more people to be able to tell their stories and stuff because i know like for me growing up the hardest thing for me was taking my own self out of the equation and not making it seem like everything revolved around me. Mm. And like, yeah, I get it. I'm having a bad day. I'm having a bad time. But if I'm not vocal about this, no one's going to know. If I'm not open about this, then I'm not going to know that someone else feels the same way. And I'm going to constantly put myself above everyone else because I feel like I'm the only one that matters. Because you feel like you're the only person having that experience. Going through what's going on, yeah. And I'm wow. not going to open up to someone who I feel like won't understand me. But at the same time, if I'm not opening up, I'm not going to know that someone else understands me. Yeah. Um, so definitely one thing like I definitely want to do with the show and stuff is just like, I know how hard it is to open up and be vocal about things that are happening with me. Dude. But like, I've also never heard anyone have the same conversations or have be vocal about things that are going on with them that I feel like I resonate with. And putting other people's stories out there, being open and stuff, I feel like can benefit a lot of people because I know the shit I had going on, if I knew someone felt a certain way, if I heard someone say a certain way, I'd feel safer to come, you know, be open up and talk about the things. And I probably would be a lot better off as a person because yeah. of it, you know, because like I wouldn't have had to go through 
a lot of the hard times and stuff they had to go through, yeah, they've made me stronger, but they also made me a lot more cynical, and I feel like I'd maybe be a lot more open, a lot more friendly if mm -hmm. I knew that I could trust people and had a support system to yeah. get me to where I needed to be. Dude, I think that's something we're all learning right now. You know, I think... Oh, yeah. Especially, like, with everything going on right now, COVID it's like... COVID especially, because COVID, yeah. like, the, like, you know, the quarantine thing forced a lot of people to be alone for a long period of time, and it's like without having that human interaction you're forced to be very introspective and face a lot of the things that you didn't want to before it's like i can't go out to a bar and take 17 shots of jameson yeah. and or just, just like make yeah. out with some stranger and act like nothing ever happened it's like you have to confront these demons that you've had suppressed for a yeah, long time your feeling and yeah. it's so hard for a lot of people I know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, it's like we're all, everyone's going through that at the same time and just being like, what's happening? Like, what's yeah. happening? Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, there's so many different factors happening right now, you yeah. know? And it's like making sure we're all aware, like, hey, everyone's feeling something yeah. <laughs> everyone's feeling something everyone's trying to figure it out um we're like all in this together like no high like, school musical style we're seriously, all together all <laughs> in this together i, I remember when they did the sing-along thing with the little dance oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yo, 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 whenever you want come by we'll have a high school musical oh, thought it'd be great. Um, one and two though because three is trash and that's fine we don't talk about that. Yeah, we don't. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like we're it's definitely like sharing experiences and knowing like, you know, no matter what, we're all trying to figure it out. Yeah. And yeah. it goes back to the little empathy thing, you know. And that's yeah. for me like that's, that's one of the most beautiful things about the human experience is just for people who choose to understand empathy and choose to go about, you know, utilizing it in the right way. Yeah. It's just knowing that like I will never know what you're going through as a person you know mm -hmm. i never went through katrina i never had that type of thing going on mm -hmm. i will never understand what you had to go through yeah but i'm willing to try to put myself in your shoes and willing to listen to your story and willing to hear you out and just learn from that and build on who i am as a person based on what you went through you know mm -hmm. and that's a beautiful thing is just the fact that like you know people who choose to understand empathy and choose to utilize it is just the fact that I will never understand, but I'm willing to make myself vulnerable and willing to make myself no more and grow as a person by choosing to listen to and trying to understand what you got going on. It's it's beautiful. Dude, that is the most important thing. Like empathizing with others, you can have different opinions, you can have yeah. different feelings, different experiences, not know someone's experience, but if you can actually like be there and say, I hear you, I don't know how that would feel, but I'm listening to you and I'm gonna try my best to relate. Yeah, because some people it's, don't it's want to do it's not, that. It's not about invalidating someone's opinion. Yeah, it's all. just like I just want to hear. Like, if you can just listen to others and be like, I'm gonna try my best to understand that. I hope you try your best to understand me. That's, like, how, we get, that's, that's how we get a better world. Yeah, you know. But like, the, to think that there can be people that don't even want to do that it's just like so then what do you want to do, do there are some people and, and, and this is this is where like my empathetic nature kind of comes in too it's like i understand there are certain people that are so fixated because like there are multiple facets you know multiple reasons why that can happen hmm. you could live in an echo chamber where you just sometimes you don't even realize you're surrounding yourself with other people who have the same opinion 
And that is super dangerous because without having an outside opinion in, yeah. you're just perpetuating these constant ideas that can be completely toxic and just completely damaging. Yeah. Because even then, there are certain things where it's like, you know, when you think about it as far as like progressive idea, you know, progressive ideals and stuff. Yeah, I get it. You want to make things better for everyone else. But it's good to have that outside opinion, more conservative kind of people coming in and talking about stuff because then you may realize that, yeah... I want to make things better for other people, but in making things for better for everyone, I am completely disregarding the fact that this, which may be good for everyone, in my mind, actually can disenfranchise more people than it's helping. It's good right. to have outside opinions. And you, unless it. you have that coming from the outside, like you're only gonna, you're not gonna even know that that is a. You you a won't. Side you, yeah, you won't, yeah. You, won't, you won't realize that the thing that you think is beneficial is actually damaging more people. Than it's right. Doing. Yeah. It's good to have outside opinions. It's good to have differing opinions. And like one of the more damaging things you can have, and it's like I worked with something like this, and like we're still cool, but mm-hmm. I know like I can't drink and. You know, philosophy of this person is that, you know, they drink, they like to talk philosophy and stuff all the time. Uh-huh. I'm willing to talk about things, but it's like, I know that they surround themselves with people who agree with them. And because of that, anytime a differing opinion comes out, they're willing to call this person like, oh, you're a fascist, you're, you're this, you're this, you're that. Uh-huh. And it's very easy to be like, oh, well, kind of like cut yeah, it off. Uh, I've said things that everyone agrees and you're the one person. So obviously you're the problem, but it's like, no. It's yeah, not. Right. That's not how you grow as a person. That's not yeah. how you're. You know. That's not how you debate, or that's not how you actually like. You know. Yeah. Present ideals of change. Like that's not how that happens. Real. Yeah. So it's like you have to be open to others, and at least be willing to hear what's going on. Yeah. You know. I think you don't have to agree. Yeah. But if you're not listening or hearing what someone says, you're not completely understanding how they got to that point. Yeah. By really hearing and listening to someone speak about things and hearing like how they got to that conclusion, mm-hmm. you could probably sway their opinion on something. But if you're completely dismissing and just like, you know, invalidating the way that they feel, that's going to make them more steadfast in what's going on, and they're not going to want to listen. Yeah, that makes them more close. Exactly. Off and and more it just, yeah, exactly. You know? Like, it, and there's that's so real. It's like you have to go into it with an open thing. It's like just what I, because otherwise you can meet up with just what I thought yeah. you would understand then they like might make a generalization it's like yeah just what I thought like yes. don't even try <laughs> and like yeah and like, don't even leave themselves open to other opinion especially after that like I never want to leave inter- interaction where someone feels like oh just as I thought like someone of your viewpoint isn't hearing me doesn't want to hear me doesn't want to understand me and that's and that's one thing where we're hopping off topic a little bit we're gonna hop back in but like, yeah. I'm definitely gonna make this one last point but it's like <laughs> that's the way I choose to speak to people where it's like I will say how I feel I will sometimes say things that will definitely make people feel a certain way about things but I rather explain myself and I rather have you ask a question on what do you mean by that rather than, you know, just be completely dishonest about I'd rather explain myself mm-hmm. than have to just be like, oh no, like no, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I I I rather leave you you know more inquisitive or willing to open things and leave room for miscommunication i want to say things or i want to do things that 
we'll make you ask questions just so we can have a conversation. We can both grow as people because it's like, I want to know that you're willing to be open towards new ideas. I'm willing to know that I am open to new ideas. But mm-hmm. if you're just willing to dismiss the way I said something or did something and just write me off, and it's like, I know that you're not a person that I can really right. be with. You know? And it's like, like it's, a di- it's, it's a line between like, I know we can have different opinions and it's like we just do have different opinions, but we've heard each other and we agree to disagree. Some things like you can't really agree to disagree about. Yeah, it's like, no, yeah, yeah right. totally. But like, like, yeah, if we're talking about like, oh yeah, murder, it's like the fact <laughs> that you're willing to justify the taking of a like, life is uh, just like that makes things a little. Yeah, bit some more things difficult. are a little different, yeah. but like that we can actually know we have different opinions. We've heard each other, and we see why the other might think that, yeah. or might feel that way, but we just don't. And we can go on from that. Like that is a person that you can discuss things with. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm willing to explain myself because I would. I rather not leave a miscommunication on the table. I rather explain myself than keep something back and just yeah. further bury things down and stuff. But you know, like I said, we're we're definitely hopping exactly. off topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. No. Um, but yeah, like you know, we talked about religion definitely being a thing and like your family dynamic. But it's like. Have you always been this like very positive person or like is there can you recall back to a certain point in your life where you made a decision to be like I'm not going to be this little sad boy anymore I'm willing to you know look forward to the horizon and see that sunrise come well, up I do remember so I went to the same school um, here in New Orleans, Lusher, from basically from kindergarten. I heard a lot about Lusher. I heard, heard it's a good school. Heard about Lusher. Good yeah. school, good education, um, good friends come out of it. Definitely some good educators. But I was there from kindergarten to twelfth grade, okay. so it was a very like uh, very diverse experience for me. Like I have my family from that's very much from New Orleans. So, like I always had that, and then I had I'm going to school with people from all over the world with like white some of my closest friends like white friends from different places so i was always in a place where i'm like i'm open to everyone and also anyone that came into that environment was like coming into something that i already knew and so it was when college started and my mom loves to say this but college started (laughs) and i was like i felt like I was completely taken out of that element of like being that comfortable. And for my freshman and sophomore year of college, like I was very quiet. Like I'd also, you know, freshman year, I lost my grandfather. I lost my uncle in December. I lost my grandfather in March. Then a few weeks later, I lost my dog. And we all live in the same block. Like, my uncle and grandfather lived at my aunt's a, a block away from us. Yeah. So, it was, like, a, a lot going on that year. And I was just kind of, like, I'm just going to school, speaking to my friends that I had in class. And I did have some friends, but I wasn't really doing anything. And it wasn't until my junior year that I moved on campus. And I was, like, you know what? I have to be on campus more for, like, my major. Like, just, like, actually be studying with people and I also like want that experience and I'd be on campus and people would be like are you a freshman and I'm like no I'm actually a junior and I got more involved in school and like more involved with stuff and like was just shooting all these events for school and like shooting Greek events and getting to know people and I was just like man like I 
for a moment, I was just like, dude, I felt like you're from New Orleans. Like, everyone else is from everywhere else. Like, what is it interesting to be, like, from here? Like, when everyone's like, oh, we're all experiencing this together. And you're like, the person's like, oh, yeah, like, I've always been here, you know? Yeah. What is that? So I once would I imagine like when Mardi Gras and stuff like happened, everyone's losing their minds. They're just like, yeah, this is yeah. I was like, and I didn't, I didn't drink. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna like wait until I'm 21. So I'm like, I don't even like do that. Like they do it, you know. And so once I got on campus and involved in like making friends, I was like, wait, like I can still be like the same person I am. Like I can still be just as positive. Still. And meeting new people and being uncomfortable with experiences and still like being the same person and like gravitating towards others and it was just like whoa like I thought that like somehow like being from here and being here right now like would just be like that's totally like not cool or like not interesting and once I realized like I can still be myself and be comfortable and like make new friends and like just be me i was like oh, okay cool wow like this let's carry this into into adulthood and meeting new people and being in new experiences and still being that way yeah so so, the, so okay so based on that then like like i said like what is that one moment you feel like you can pinpoint to being like i will just continue to have a positive attitude i'm willing to say that like yeah my dog died or whatever like you know yeah. my uncle died and stuff and it's like i will continue to have this positive attitude and i will continue to make myself happy i will continue oh, to dude. be like what 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 is that one point i was super like? like i was so nervous like being in like a college experience like and being on campus because i've like obviously everyone's never lived away from home before but yeah. also it's like i'm like from here but like never been in another kind of environment like what's this gonna be i remember once like one of my roommates my friend neil now he was like i think it was like a couple days that we'd moved in before i even like we even introduced ourselves he like came to the door he's like oh yo like hey um and you're a sweet mate you know a sweet mate so like oh yeah i was like oh hey like dude nice to meet you and this girl that was in one of my labs my chemistry lab she was like you know i want you to like be in the bsu fashion show and i was like are you kidding me like really <laughs> and she's like no like i definitely want you to come like the auditions are on saturday and i was like ah like she asked me like directly to come yeah. I'm like i guess i'll do it and so i went and they're like oh yeah like we want you to be in the show i was like Seriously, like a fashion I never show, like, in the BSU fashion show. Oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> quite fun, but it was really fun. But once we were doing all those rehearsals and like I was like meeting people and I was like I had people's number and like it'd be rehearsal. And like, are you going to rehearsal? I was like, whoa! Like I'm like making like, college friends. Like this is yeah. what I was like nervous about, and like this is it just happening organically. And then some of my closest friends now are still from me taking a leap and being uncomfortable with that one thing literally that one thing because people were just like are you new here i was like no i'm a junior and like if i wouldn't have done that sometimes i'm like like how would i have like taken that kind of leap of getting involved and like i'm sure it would have happened but that was what really drove me to like actually be here and like so, so then do you feel like it was that bsu fashion show moment or do you feel like it was you choosing to live on campus in your junior year i think it was 
Definitely choosing to live on campus was the okay. start. But then once I was like, I was like, yo, what will I do? How will I be involved? But once I was like specifically asked to do something, I was like, oh, well, someone actually wants me to do this. Uh, I'll just like give it a try. And it just opened the world of being involved to me. And I was in BSU and then university programming board and shooting all the on-campus events, then shooting Greek life. And I would like meeting so many people that at some points it'd be like, I would meet people and I'd be like, oh yeah, like I know you from that event I shot. Or people would sometimes know me before I knew them. And I was like, whoa, this is so <laughs> different. My mom's always like, oh, do you remember like when you moved on campus and you're like so nervous? And like, I was like, yeah. That's so cute. I do. It was so, yeah. It's, so she always talks about that. I think yeah. definitely moving on campus was a definitely a big part of that. And I met you. I was going to say it was worth an extra like, what, 20 grand or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> it was worth it, dude. Yeah. Just to also just to like, get in there for a moment you know yeah. i feel like i will have like cousins that will go to college now and i'll say like if not just for a semester you know get there just to have that experience and like meet those I, I definitely know that like being on campus like the time i lived on campus compared to the time when i didn't live on campus like mm-hmm. was a completely different experience because like you're constantly having people thrown at you whether or not you're like entering a building yeah and you cross paths with someone where it's like you know you're doing laundry and you know things that yeah. you're hanging on the common area and also we went stuff. to a very we went to a it's a very small it's a pretty small school yeah. like we went to Loyola and it's like comparing things to like Tulane which is yeah you could a campus see... and a, it's like a campus and a half compared yeah. to us like, that like some friends crazy. I have friends that go to bigger schools that they will not see they I remember my freshman year yeah. my friends were at LSU and they were in the same art class and I remember they were on Facebook being like yo I'm in this art class is anyone else in this class? it's like you can't see who's in your <laughs> art class right now like it's just like no, that's man, such like, a huge I, know, I, know, I know people that went to LSU Dillard Xavier and shit like that and yeah, you man. know like talking about our like our collegiate experience is completely different because I'm just like yeah like you know I lived on campus for a little bit and then like we got a place and we had parties and stuff we did all this stuff and we were like yeah, like, you guys had parties at your place? Yeah, I was like, yeah, that happened, like, every fucking week. And I'm like, oh, we did that, like, every three months. Like, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and it's also, like, you know, like, you know, we had Greek life on campus and stuff, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, like, you know, there weren't homes dedicated to that stuff. Yeah, like, there weren't, like, houses and LSU stuff. and stuff, and it's just like, yeah, like, we used to go to, like, the Pi Cap house or the Pi Sci house, or we'd go to this thing, and it's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and so that... No, like, be- we, literally everyone who was in that fraternity may have stayed at some place, but it wasn't, like, the Pi Cap house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, like, right, right. Know, we just didn't there, there weren't there weren't Greek letters on the front of the fucking building. Yeah, like that's crazy to me. But we we it definitely our experience with Loyola kind of you had to if not just for you're going to see the same people four times a day like passing classes. It's like you it made you like really make those connections. Like wow, I really see you all the time. Like this is really awesome. Like let's like be friends. Yeah, definitely, like, it definitely does force you. Where it's like I see you six days a week. So it's like, yeah, you know, right? It was just like, hey, my name's so and so. So, like, oh, uh, who are you? Oh, you're so and so. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Want to go grab some. Uh... Well, I guess at that, point, at that point, like, you know, we didn't have CCs anymore with Starbucks. They bought it up. Like, yo, let's go Yeah, Starbucks. let's like grab. Like, yo, we're always in line. We're in line at the same time every day, exactly. right next to each other. Like, we just kind of had to make those intimate connections because of how our school was structured. And it. Fortunately, like carried on into being a young adult, and maybe 
how you're so charismatic with people that you get really intimate with. You're, you're saying that so nicely, but okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. I don't understand how people think I'm so... Okay, so I, want, I definitely want to hear your opinion about this too because, okay. like, for someone that, like, I've always been very in awe of you as a person because, like I said, like, you just... Fuck you. <laughs> You've always had this very cheery disposition. You've been so friendly. You just know Thanks, so man. many people. And there are parts of me that want to be like you. That you know, Okay, so there are parts of me that want to be like you in the, in, in, in the way that, like, I wish that I could just talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. I wish that I wasn't so afraid to just say hi to someone. I wish I wasn't so afraid to just be, like, to compliment someone yeah. on things that are going on. And... So, you know, you, you, you brought this up, too, in the first part, too, and just in the introduction for the second part, where yeah. it's like, how... I compliment you all the time because I'm very honest, and I feel like I want you to know how I see you. Same mm-hmm. thing with that maternal instinct and stuff, yeah. but, like, how, how, how do you see me? I, 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 want, I, want, you? Yeah, I want you to talk to me about... Oh, man. When you, when you look at me, and based on how, you know, our relationship that we have, that I've known you for... I, I met you... My sophomore year, I met you in like what 2015, 16? Yeah, it's 2015. 15? Yeah, so I've known you for about five, five years. So, like, yeah, in the five years that you've known me and we've seen each other in passing and stuff, like, what, how do you, how do you view me? How do like, I see talk you? To me about this. Yeah, I see you as always positive, always welcoming, always like that maternal instinct that you talked about, like, always kind of like, how can you? And I've also seen you at work. Like, yeah. literally, but besides that, just how can you make someone's experience, like, more comfortable? How can you help them? Like, do you need anything? Like, just very, like, even coming here today, like, do you do you need anything? Are you good? Are you comfortable? Like, just, like, always that. <laughs> and, like, sometimes it can, and I remember, like, when we first, like, really were hanging out, it was kind of, like, surprising. Because it's like, oh, wow. I think I was also still in that, like, oh, look, I'm, like, making friends phase but it's also like hey like this person's like really sweet and just like and he's like this to everyone just like hey you're in my space like how can i make you comfortable like what do you need from me are you good because that is what makes you also happy and feel comfortable as well like knowing someone is totally at ease and not like stressed or not thinking about something or like not without so I feel you. I see you as just as positive. I'm so really mad because, like, I feel like I'm about to cry because, like, that's pretty fucking accurate. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> because, like, because my whole thing, and it's like, and that's that's the way I. Whenever people come into the studio and everything to record, mm-hmm. like, my whole thing is just I want to make sure that everyone is as comfortable as possible. I want to make sure everyone feels safe and that no one's being blindsided. I want to make sure that everyone coming in, because, like, it's with, with with the show that I have here. Mm-hmm. I'm asking everyone to be very open about very personal aspects of themselves and to open up to, you know, different parts of themselves that maybe they may have not shared with anyone before. And I want to make sure that everyone coming in feels comfortable to be 100%, a thousand percent, you know, whatever, of who they are and that, you know, there's no judgment here that they can leave not losing a part of who they are. Really? You know? Yeah. And that's something that I 
want for the show yes but also like i feel like that's something i do with like my friendships and stuff where it's like my whole thing is i'm very open i will talk mm-hmm. about whatever to whoever within a realm of reason but yeah. like my whole thing is just like and i tell people this all the time anything that we talk about i feel like in my in my mind at least but also like being schizophrenic one thing with that is like boundaries have to be set and have to be learned because everything and everything and anything is just for me common knowledge for the lack of a better phrase Mm -hmm. so it's like you know if you don't tell me that a issue is between us I'm just gonna think because I'm very open that everything is open yeah so like you know yeah learning about my condition learning about you know other people and having that disassociation with where i am and where other people normal quote-unquote normal people are mm-hmm. i get where some things that i do or some things that i say may not be kosher you know Absolutely. so and that's why like like i said people coming into the show people in based on my friendships and stuff too it's just like I just want to know that you're safe, that you're comfortable, and that at the end of the day, you can leave here knowing that you do not lose a piece of yourself and that you're just as whole coming in. You're just as whole leaving as when you came in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Real. Yeah. And it's definitely like being like honest and vulnerable, you know, especially right now, like, dude. It's like it's <laughs> I feel like everyone said this, but like it's a tough time, yeah. dude. Dude, this is a <laughs> yeah. I, I joke around about that too. Like I want to write a book that says "Baby's First Pandemic." It's like when yeah. is when is the last time we've had something this fucking global? Yeah, like on a scale like this, it's where, real, man. Like you know, everyone's being affected just as equally, and like real emotions, like, and like real ridiculous. Like, not people like don't know what to do with that like how and it's like what do you do like how do you deal with things like you just have to like everyone's figuring it out you know and it can it's it's tough (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like it's like we like i am positive but like it's not always like that you know it's because like what and and that's and that's the thing too for me that's crazy and that's why i'm happy to have you in here in the studio to talk to you about this Mm -hmm. it's like You've always come off as someone that's just been so positive all the time. There's always just been this this lighthouse, yeah. you know, this this shining thing. Yeah. Whenever things happen, whenever like I know, I know, like at least when I was in college, when shit was going down and stuff like that. If I was in a really, really rough spot, I could talk to you about something, or like I could see you and just be like, "Man, shit is fucked up right now." It's like, give me a hug. What's yeah? Like what's yeah. what you know? What's 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 Manuel doing? Like yeah. you know. Where where is where is my where is my guiding light when I need? Oh it? my gosh, Fuck <laughs> well, that's you. very sweet of you. But, yeah. uh, no, it's, it's just, same. It's like, same for me. But it's definitely like you know, you you've definitely been this one aspect about my collegiate experience when I was learning a lot of things about myself and when I was coming to terms with a lot of things. Where it's like I could have so many things let me down, or I could have so many things that I wasn't sure about. But like you were definitely a part of my life that I was just like. If I'm not feeling well, if I'm not doing anything right, or if I feel like something's not going right, I could talk to Manuel and be like, 
he would say the right thing and the you know you would say the right things in these moments where like you would do something where it's just like like you know? <laughs> that's oof. I don't think I, and, and that's and that's and that's why like this is, this is crazy like you've I don't think you understand and it's very hard for me to say sometimes where it's like you were such a crucial part for me moving here and learning about myself where it's like whenever things didn't seem right you were the one right thing i feel like i could turn to and you know like you know my roommate and i we talk about this sometimes like when i told him i was like yo manuel's coming over he's like oh hey it's like yeah like we love you we do we love love you so much like you have just been this incredible force in our life that we are thankful for all the time i think it's 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 so interesting to hear you say that because I think the same thing when I think of you and I feel like it's always caught me by surprise like from when I met you just like how nice you can be and how like it's like oh wow this person like cares about me it's like whoa like it's just always like hey like yeah I'm excited to see you too because like a lot of times (laughs) it's like when like I I can be like really sometimes it's just like someone's like oh yeah like yeah, oh, cool. it's like oh yeah, like you just like make me happy. It's like hey, like it makes me happy to see you. Just as, like it's like whoa, we're at the same level. And it's like dude, yeah, like it's just and having that just like you to know like someone's happy to see you and you're happy to see them is like such a powerful, cool thing that like hopefully everyone gets experience, but like some people don't. And yeah, it makes me happy. <laughs> And there we go. <laughs> well, I mean, we're reaching final thoughts. Uh, we're we're gonna go over the forty-five, and I'm totally okay. fine with that because, yeah. like, I'm like I said, I'm gonna have to cut shit out anyway. Okay, yeah, That's yeah. Fine. Um, but one thing that definitely that popped in, into my head, and I joked about this earlier, and that's what's really funny about this bringing huh. this up is, um, so you mentioned that like in that transitionary period where you kind of became the person you are now. You lost your grandfather, you lost your uncle, and you lost your dog. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just say we're not gonna say you kept all of them, but like let's um, let's say that um, maybe you still had your grandfather or you still had your uncle. Do you still feel like you would have had that drive to be, you know, to to, to take charge and be like, I'm just gonna be this positive aspect of myself, like? Do you, do you feel like keeping one of, you know, your uncle or your grandfather, like, do you feel like having one of them still here now, you'd still be that same positive person who took that chance to live on campus and to push themselves and that? So that's like, a good question. So I was definitely, I was this way before that. I think with college, just the unknown of like, making new friends and how does that happen and like going from being I guess like very comfortable in this situation to like not comfortable in another um I remember some Fridays like I would go and hang out with because my grandfather and my uncle were like two of my best friends um so I would go and hang out there on like a Friday and like there might be stuff going on on campus but I'd be like I want to hang out on there, over there, and I remember one time my uncle was like, oh, what's going on 
And so I was like, oh, like people are chilling, but like I want to come over here. And he was like, oh, like you should like definitely go out to campus and like hang out. And like one time my grandfather, when I'd first started college, he was like, I came over there and like did homework. It's like, oh, I gotta leave. And he's like, oh, you're leaving already? And he's like, I was like, yeah. Like I do, like I have to like leave. And so it was kind of like a, and they encouraged me to get out there and like be experiencing new things always. But it was almost like I wanted to make sure I was always there for like every moment, especially with my grandfather. He was 96, 97 mm -hmm. years old. So I was always like, I want to make sure like, even though I'm having these young experiences, like I'm always there to experience these things. And so he would encourage me to, be in college and then like have these social experiences but i was still like but you know i want to like make sure i'm here like i want to yeah. do this so i think in that time of like losing them it was also kind of me doing what they encouraged me to do which is get out there and meet people and have my own experiences and so sometimes i think like well how would i have done that like had things not happened the way that they happened, like, what would I have done? Um, but, yeah, everything, you know, is a plan and works out the way it's supposed to happen. So, so. so I guess, like, building on the question asked then, like, your, your your uncle seemed like he was the more, like, kind of the one to, to push you to do things. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. So, excluding your uncle. So, like, let's say, like, you had your grandfather who was there and was just like, oh, you're leaving so soon and stuff like that. Like... If you had your grandfather who was there, who you would probably hang out with more, and oh. you know, do you feel like you would be as outgoing? My bestie. Because, like, you know, you were hanging out with your grandfather on Friday nights or on Saturday you know nights what? and stuff like that. Like, do you feel like you would still be this positive, outgoing person who maybe would not have lived on campus because you were hanging out with him as much yeah. and stuff? Like, do you. You know what? I'm not. I don't know, but I did know that it I mean, also it's all, made, it's all retrospective. Yeah, you know? yeah. But it did all. It always made me happy, and it made him happy to hear what I'd done, and yeah. like to come back to that. I remember um, when I was going to my school during Hurricane Katrina. I went to this school in in Baton Rouge, and like I came back, and I was showing him like my pictures of my friends, and we've got like white girlfriends, and like. Asian friends and like we're going these pictures I'm like yo like these are all my friends from my Katrina school and he was talking about like how he couldn't even speak to a white girl when he was younger and he's just like everything I got to do was just like wow you're really doing it and so I loved as much as I wanted to be there I and I think he did love the experience of me like experiencing things and like coming and share it with them Yeah, just so it could be like wow look how far we're going like as a family look how much we're Like I'm doing this like hey grandpa like this is happening right now, you know So I think I still would have been in some way still exploring and like just Loving coming back to him to share it so. It's beautiful Yeah <laughs> I love my grandpa Serious. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it was great. <laughs> uh, so we're reaching the end of the show. Yeah. Um, do you have any last things that you want to talk about? Or last things I'd like to talk about. Anything that we, you feel like we touched on that maybe you want to elaborate on a little bit more? Or? I think that conversations like this are so cool and so healthy. 
because it's like really hearing how somebody feels about you and like being able to share that with somebody else like just like we're just talking about like how yeah like and that's, where we've been in yeah, each and other's that's, lives that's what's, that's what's funny it's like uh so if you visit the official like host uh anchor fm mm-hmm. uh the you know we have to classify like you know what we're doing it's like uh, what kind of podcast we are and yeah. my whole thing is just like journaling wow that's just what i classified it as because it's like it's it's a it's a therapy session, yeah. But like my whole thing is just like I want people to come on and just be open and just express themselves like they would in a journal, you know. Yeah. You're, you're gonna come to conclusions and you're gonna say things that maybe you may have not thought about before. You can just run off on a tangent that puts you to a point or a realization that you're just like, man. I probably never would have said it out loud to anyone. Or, yeah. And that's 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 the whole thing. It's just like I want people to feel like they can talk about things that maybe they may not have thought about talking about before. And you know, listening back in on an episode or things like that, it's like we can say that I know I grow with every guest that I have on the show. And yeah. I want to know that you can grow as a person too, and you can find out things about yourself that maybe you may not have known before. Yeah, like that's that's what I want. And like making those connections yeah. between like experiences and how you live, and it's like, oh hey, that's where that comes from. Yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah, this is great, man. <laughs> I love this. I love to have you on again. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it, yeah. please. <laughs> oh. um, no, because like I'm not trying to flex or anything, but it's like I'm booked up until like December. I think the first week of December is okay. when we have our last guest coming on. And then we're going to go on a break until the first uh, week of January. Yeah. First, second week. But uh, I'm definitely going to be building season two around uh, November, December. And if you're willing to come back Let's on. Let's do it. Love to. Sit down. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> this is fun. It's, Yo. it's been a pleasure having you on. Always a pleasure. And uh, we thank you guys for listening in. And we'll see you guys next time. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>